I would like to welcome to Chris GQ Perry TV, Tia Mori. She's a multi-talented and beloved figure in the entertainment industry and an advocate for self-love yes. and personal growth. Yes, definitely. And Thank that's, you for having me. I'm so excited. I don't think you realize. <laughs> well, I don't think you realize how excited I am to be here. Thank you. I was introduced to you by my stylist, Judy Lynn. What's up, Judy? <laughs> that's good, um, And she had sent me a video of you and just your content and what you were saying was just so, I feel like it was just refreshing and very profound and just very needed, especially coming from a male's perspective. You know, we yes. always hear girls talking about how, you know, men should be or should act, but never like coming from, you know, a, a, male, you know, a male perspective. Um, and I was like, oh my God, like what he has to say is freaking amazing. Right. And then I introduced you to my assistant as well. So anyway, shout it's out, a love fest over shout here. Shout out to Sierra <laughs> yes, for being Sierra. amazing. Yeah, she's she's incredible. So I'm so happy to be here. I'm so excited. <laughs> and you're right. In speaking on a lot of these topics that aren't necessarily trending right now, being no. a man and, and I'm very old school in my values. Yes. But I understand, you know, the value of women being able to be empowered and entrepreneurs mm -hmm. and what is the where does a man stand in that relationship and how does he protect provide and lead but we're going to get into those topics <laughs> <laughs> and, and i, I want to say this first shout out to your okay. stylist too for, for, uh, for bugging yeah me. yeah because mm -hmm. i was looking at um i was on instagram okay and i saw you commenting and liking all my stuff and oh, i'm just yeah. like wait a minute what the, <laughs> am i dreaming right now Aww. like i got t over here yeah it was it was very like amazing Aww. i had i had a, i had a star moment because i watched you on sister sister, sister <laughs> the game twitches, twitches. Oh, yeah. my girl loves twitches and, and it's just it's really dope to, just to have you here thank you and be able to interview you, especially being a small town boy yeah you said you're from the country yeah I'm from, I, I didn't upstate know that new york okay awesome <laughs> so let's so let's get in so speaking of i know we relate a lot and i don't know if you realize okay. that so no you're a military brat yes i am you too? Yes. No way! <laughs> yes, yes. My father was okay. in the military for 30 years. Mine, uh, my dad, 20. 20 or 25. Maybe 20. Okay. So, Army. Army branch or... Army National Guard. So, he was a recruiter. Oh, oh. It's a little bit different. Oh, okay. O what about your dad? So, my dad was a first sergeant, and okay. my mother was a drill sergeant. So oh, man. I know. I, I, I really, I really owe it to my parents um, for shaping and just making me, building me into the person that I am today. Because it, it's, they've always taught me that it's all about integrity and it's all about character and who you are, you know, as a person and how you treat other people. So they were never really phased by the industry. They were like, oh yeah, you know, that's great. Right. That's awesome. But at the end of the day, you still got chores to do, and <laughs> that's what's important. You know what I mean? Just building that yeah. um, personal growth and, and character as a human being. Um, yeah, so that's so cool. No, that, and that's true. Like my dad was very like strict. He wanted me, he wanted me to follow the line growing up. Like he wanted me to go to school. He wanted me to go to college. Yeah. He coached me in football. Okay. I played college football, and it was just that's what he wanted for me. So me branching out, I want to do an entrepreneur thing, yeah. social media. Yeah. He was he wasn't really cool with that. He's like, Chris, just get a good job and and then you good. Yeah, I mean, 
And I feel like your parents took the opposite route. They did, but I will say this. Um, once it was time to go to college, they were like, you're going to college, whether you really want to or not. Um, they wanted me to have something to fall back on. Um, and I really appreciate that. You know, um, I went to Pepperdine University, go waves, um, and I studied <laughs> uh, psychology. So I have a psych, you know, degree. And I feel like it has really, again, helped and shaped me into who I am today. I mean, they were very supportive, don't get me wrong, but they did want me to have something to fall back on. And they right. were strict about that. So, how was that transition moving from, from Texas to Cali? Oh. Oh God! Because it wasn't it, once you moved to Cali, it, it was three years before you got the role as sister, sister, yeah, right? Yeah, somebody has done their homework. Yes. So how? Um, you know, I was doing. My, I was up all yeah, night. I'm like, let me make sure I get all this right. But it's not even that. Like, I'm a fan. So like, I, I was following your journey since you yeah. started. Um, it was very hard. It was very challenging. Um, because basically, we came from a very supportive environment. Meaning, when you're in the army, or you know. Um, raised, should I say, um, in the army, you, you're supported, you live in, you know, housing, you have grocery stores, you know, um, they call them commissaries. Um, everything is pretty much kind of taken care of in that regards. So we were living in this really nice house. So we lived on base, meaning my backyard, I could see helicopters, I could see all of the soldiers. You know, I better do my right, I gotta do my dad proud, you know, the salute, you know, <laughs> you know. Um, so that was my world and that was my life for years. And then we ended up um, moving to LA and we were in a very, very small apartment. Um, and, you know, my mother was working graveyard shifts because, uh, you know, she had to, you know, support the family. My dad still stayed in the army because right. um, only one, they would only allow one, you know, out. Um, and it was it was it was difficult because it was a huge transition for kids, you know, to go from having a life that was supported to a life that was we had. I've shared this before. We had um, our Christmas was like from the dollar store. So that was where we all our gifts came from. We used to eat rice for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Wow. Um, so I say that to say it was very hard and challenging, but again, I feel like it's made me really appreciate where I am now and where I am today. Like I don't forget where I came from. And I also don't forget what my parents you know, have done for me to get me to where I am today. So, yeah. And that's what I love about you. Ah, thank you. Is is the self-love journey. Yes. And the humble yes. humility. Yeah. Because I feel like as far as we go, if we don't come back to that and put God first, yeah. I'm very big on God. And yeah. I feel like yeah. not putting him first yeah. is, is you're always going to fall. You're always setting yourself up for disaster. It's true. And, and my parents, you know, definitely living in the household, you were you were gonna serve God, right? Right. <laughs> um, we went to church. Uh, my mother um, grew up in the church. I grew up in the church. Um, my mother was uh, a singer. Well, actually, you know the the choir. I don't think I ever shared this with anybody. Do you know this, Sierra? The conduct. What is it? Not not a conductor, but um, there's a choir. But 
she was the one that was like dictating the Sopranos, the Altos. Your mom was doing that? My mom. And my sister and I, we would, you know, sit in the pews. Sometimes we would hide under the pews and put our gum up under, you know, the the pews. Right. Um, <laughs> or the chairs or the- Your you mom's know, the, a woman the, of many trades. Oh, right? yeah, She's she done a is. lot. She has. I, I really- I look up to my mom. She's she's a strong woman. She's a, I, I have to say a strong black woman because that's you know mm. who she is and and what she is and and I've really really learned um, a lot from her. So yes, God is definitely Amen. at the center of our family. Yes, mm -hmm. yes. So let's dig into that a little okay. bit. Okay. <laughs> so the, the the family dynamic. Yes. Having strong male strong male figure. Yeah. Yeah. And a strong female figure in the home. Yes. How did that play into your upbringing? How important was that? Yeah, I feel like it was, again, I feel like I am who I am today because of my parents. They, I'll give you an example. Okay. It's just so how you can understand the dynamic that we had growing up. So I remember being in, so my parents, they actually kicked us out of the house, my sister and I, because we were still living in the house around 20, I think we were like 23, 24 years old. Um, but anyway, so I say that I'll say, I, I believe I was in my 20s. Um, living in the house and um, we were on sister sister and you know we were kind of filling ourselves a little bit <laughs> and um, we got invited to go to the Phantom of the Opera the play and I remember both of us we were in our gowns and makeup on and just ready to go and as we're heading out my mother was like excuse me where are you going and uh, I was like, we're going out to, you know, go see the Phantom of the Opera. And she says, you're not going anywhere until you finish cleaning this kitchen. So literally, I had to sweep. I had a broom and a dustpan and I was sweeping, you know, the kitchen. Tamara was, I don't know what she was doing. I don't know if she was cleaning off the counter or whatever. But I say that all to say that I am who I am today. A lot of it is because of my mother and my father and they just really instilled in um, myself uh, just, you know, values and principles um, that I feel like really helped allow me to get through the challenges that comes with being a child actor. Um, it's not easy, you know what I mean? Um, it's a lot of pressure. It's a lot of pressure. But again, like my parents, they were like, we're not gonna be your best friend. You know, we, you are, yes, you are in the industry, but you will always be our children. And when you come home, that's what you are, you know? Um, did you, just, did you have that emotional support though? Oh my gosh. Yes. Cause I, that's one thing. Like yes. I love my father and he was, he was a strong black man, yeah. oh. very big in the military. I got a lot of emotional support from my mother. Uh, I see, I see. And, but my dad kind of set the structure, right? Okay. That's the opposite for me. Really? So my mother, the drill sergeant, so she was all about structure. Um, and my dad, he he's just so cool, man. He's, he's cool. Dope. Like my dad is we call him like a cool cat. Like he really, really is. But I will say there was definitely that emotional support um, and it was important. And then also, I think having my sister there um, by my side, I wasn't going through the uh, trials and tribulations and the challenges by myself mm. being in this industry as a child. I had my sister who was right there with me that was going through the same thing. So right. she was also a huge part of the emotional support that you know I had growing up um, in this industry. But 
I know that was a long drawn out <laughs> answer. No, that, that's but... <laughs> that's what I want to hear. Like, cause but yeah, that's gonna follow up with some. My parents, everybody knows, especially when we entered the scene, meaning on sister sister, that they did not play, meaning they weren't phased by the glitz, the glam, mm. and Hollywood. And I really think why that was is because they were in the army. And they were like, we don't know. All of that is is great and fine, but who you are as a person, that is more important. And also my mother and my father taught me to not allow this business to define who I am mm. because this industry is very fickle. One minute you're hot, one minute you're not. She would tell us, oh, the limos are gonna stop coming. And we were like, why are you raining on our parade? <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, what, what? Like, right. let us live. But. She kept it she real. She giving you the raw, honest truth. Exactly. Yeah. And that it, it prepared us for when Sister Sister was over. So yeah, I am who I am today. A lot of it because of my parents. That's really that's really dope. Mm-hmm. And the dynamic, having the male, the mom, yes, and the dad in the yes, home yes. is so important because I feel like yes. in today's generation, we lack that so much. I know. It's so easy to leave, right? It's so, it's so easy, like. Yes. Nobody wants to stay and work on things no. and relationships anymore. Yes, Everybody. Was, that's sorry to cut you off, but go ahead. No, no, no. Sorry. <laughs> it's true. And I and I say that in the sense where a lot of people just don't want to put the work in. And then there's people that really try really hard to put the work in, and things just kind of don't work out. But I just feel like it's so important for kids to have a strong foundation in their upbringing and have a solid man. Like my dad showed me things that were very important for me to be a man. And he showed me how to love a woman because of the way he loved my mom. Oh, that is so beautiful. You know? It's important. Kids, this like major over here, I'm not a therapist by the way, but kids learn through, um, I study growth and child development. Kids learn through observation. Mm. You could sit there and you can tell them all you want, but if they don't physically see it and if they don't, see it actually happening then how are they you know gonna learn but i love that you use the word foundation because you need a good proper foundation for any house to hold up you know what i mean like no matter what happens you know in the environment whether there's a rain whether there's a storm or whether there's rain or thunder or whatever it's like when there's a strong foundation then it's so hard for that you know, house to crumble. And I was looking at one of your videos and um, you were talking about how, and I was literally just talking to my assistant about this too, how I feel like we live in a society that is preparing people for divorce. Talk about it. Talk about it. Let's go. We really, really are because I feel like we use the analogy like throwing the baby out with the bathwater. It's like people just want to give up so easily. And it's like, oh, if, if Keisha is not doing what she needs to do, then ugh, whatever. We're just going to just there's 10 other Keisha's. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I'm reading this book called Closer to Love by Vex King. And he was even talking about this, too, who I love, by the way. Um, and he was just talking about how we live in a society where people don't want to do the work. People don't want to communicate. People don't want to um, work hard towards something. And it's pretty. It's like the whole world. It's Hollywood now. It's because it, social media. media. You could just grab anybody. You see somebody beautiful, you're in the in- inbox, you're liking and commenting. Yes. You could talk to somebody from across the world. Yeah, exactly. And it's like. And you sit next to somebody and it's like, uh, 
you're good, but I saw somebody over there yeah. that looks better. But are they, how's their soul? What do they believe? What's exactly. their core values? What's their integrity? We need to right? bring that back. And that's what I How love about you. How do we bring you. that back though? By, by what we're doing right now and what you're doing, yes. which is bringing awareness, talking about it, talking about how important it is to keep you know, those morals and values when it comes to relationships. I feel like we have, we have, we have lost that, you know? Um, and I think how we get back to that is having examples. And that's what I love about, you know, what your platform is, is all about speaking that, you know, truth. Um, cause it's important, you know, Very. <laughs> it, it's so important. <laughs> it's hard. It's, me, you know, let me ask you Tia. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> how hard is it in the dating <gasps> world now? Oh my God! <laughs> what is it like out there for for, Do for we have a single one? Shot woman? of tequila? No. <laughs> no, I'm I haven't sick. been single for five years, huh? so I don't know what this world is like out there. But I know it. But from what I see and from what I hear, it is tough. It is very tough. I will say, I've I've only been in the dating world for I want to say three months now, mm -hmm. and it is exhausting. I like it's exhausting. I want to throw the towel in. <laughs> I'm like, what is wrong? with you know <laughs> uh, you know and i will say this okay someone had told me and i was I, I i wanted to be like no i i disagree with you and i don't want to believe it they were like you just because i my you know my last relationship when dating was you know when i was you know dating this person it was beautiful it was amazing it was wonderful there was courting that was you know involved um and I was saying how I feel like that's no longer, you know, uh, present, meaning like people just don't court each other anymore. And this person was like, well, you know, that's just that's old news. Like people people just don't do that anymore. There's just this whole new way of doing things. And I'm like, you mentioned tradition, you know, and I think that's where it kind of needs to go back to, you know, where, you know, a man is. um courting a woman and, and showing her, you know, how much he appreciates her and wants her and loves her or wants to be with her. And I feel like what's happening now, and again, I've only been in the world for a few months, is they have this mentality right off the bat that there is someone else. Do you know what I mean? Like there, there could be someone else. That is they're, it that they're the prize? Yes. Yes. We talking deep here. Yes. We about to get into it. Oh my God, that the, that the man is the prize. The man is the prize. Yes. I'm talking loud. Yes. That is so true. Like they've taken it off of the woman. The woman. And if we, we read the scriptures, we look in the Bible, the, the man becomes more infatuated with himself. Hmm. And I, it's so. It's so true. So I'm, I'm a gym guy. You know, I, I love the gym. I'm fitness. Okay. And I love the idea of building and, and, and growing and, and being successful and all the young entrepreneurs. Yeah. It's very cool to see. But yeah. does it come to a point where people are just too self-absorbed? Oh, God. Very much so. And more. And, and I feel like a lot of men kind of lost. The, I, women are the catch. You know, women are beautiful. Women create life. Women create a home. Women are hustlers now and entrepreneurs yes. and doing so much. And I just feel like men don't appreciate them the same way that they used to and i know and i, I hear this all the time and i know i'm a, we're gonna get this yeah. well women are different now too you know women are, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I understand that but i feel like men set the tone it's true and i i feel like also it seems as if 
men are now just looking at women as objects. Do you know what I mean? And just from one need or perspective, as opposed to, um, you know, looking at building and growing. And what I mean by building, like building a family, growing um, a beautiful unit, you know, for your your family and 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 your kids um building for a better future um and i just feel like things are so um it's like instant gratification you know what i mean they just want something like quick quick and easy and now i don't know it's 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 not easy. We live in some crazy times, yeah, right? It's, it's, it's a very tough time. But I believe. <laughs> As you should. I'm not going to, you know, give up. I I just want to put that out there, too, that, yes, it does seem as if there's, what do they say, pee in the pool? <laughs> <laughs> well, I hope, they, I hope they pee in the pool. I don't know what to say. <laughs> but um, I just truly believe that you know, there are people, and this is what I love about your your platform. Yes. I follow you and I follow some other guys to to, to even keep me accountable and show some sort of accountability and mm. believing that there are people out there that, you know, really understand, you know, the importance of a beautiful, wonderful, um, healthy, non-toxic yes. relationship. And that's what I promote is healthy relationships. Mm -hmm. And speaking of healthy relationships, we're going to dive into some so, questions. Okay. Okay. We'll Got go my ahead. index cards here. Okay. <laughs> oh, Lord. So you've been in the public eye for quite some time now. Okay. How has being in the spotlight impacted your approach to relationships and personal growth? Um, How it has impacted my relationships. I will say this. It's impacted, impacted my relationships. Um in kind of like a, a difficult kind of hard way because sometimes I don't know why someone is truly my friend. Mm. Um, you don't know if they just wanna be around you because of who you are, um, if they are gonna use you for some sort of supply, meaning, you know, narcissistic behaviors. Right. Um, you know, it's it's been a little it's been challenging all my life, even from, you know, friendships. Like, I don't know if people are, I kind of have to decipher, you know what I mean? And see why people want to come into my life. Do they want to come into my life just because of who I am as a person? Or do they want to come into my life because of what they can get, you know, from, from me? So that makes it hard. Um, in regards to personal growth, I have realized that the connections that I want in my life, friendship or romantic, whatever, are true, meaningful connections. Um, you know, just I'm bored of gossip. You know what I mean? Like I want to communicate and have friends with people who allow me to grow, to go deeper, um, to check me. Um, you know, it's all about that, that personal growth to be a, a better, you know, person. So I can sum it up with saying it's more about quantity versus, I mean, quality. It's more about quality versus quantity for me. And that just makes it even harder, right? Because now being in the public eye, trying to find somebody that genuinely cares about you. I know. I know. It's, 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 it's tough. My soul. 
yeah my soul that cares about everybody's chasing the chasing the bag or chasing success or, or or stardom that cares about my soul that cares about if i'm okay you know um it's challenging it's not it's not easy and and i do have a small group of people that i i do feel that have been just my ride or dies and i'm very appreciative yeah so that's important to have those <laughs> those close friends oh god yeah yeah <laughs> love and communication okay I might get a little steamy oh lord <laughs> in your experience okay. what are some key components that contribute to a successful and thriving romantic relationship oh gosh i said that like i sounded like keep sweat yes when I said that. <laughs> <laughs> um i think number one is having some sort of emotional intelligence emotional maturity being aware of your traumas and how you are projecting those traumas onto other people. Um, I think that that is really, really important. Um, I'm a huge believer in therapy. I think mm. therapy is key. Um, and it's basically a non-negotiable for me. Like if you are not in therapy and if you are not working on yourself, you know, right. um, and you the, say that emotional intelligence. Yes, emotional intelligence. <laughs> how, how many people lack emotional intelligence oh these days? Oh my gosh, it's it's unbelievable. People and are scared to work on themselves. They, they're very much so. Scared to work on themselves and dive deeper, look within, look at, you know, their, like I said, traumas. Um, and we all have it. We all have trauma. It's not like, you know other people are better than other people. But I personally feel that a healthy relationship requires, in my opinion, for two people to be working on themselves individually, meaning working, healing, growing. And you don't have to be 100% healed to get into a relationship. I'm just saying you are working on yourself. You are growing. You are learning about your triggers, et cetera. Um, and then you two come together I just feel like that's a beautiful, you know, connection and also communication. And what is communication? Communication is listening, like really, really listen to the person um, and not, you know, um, minimize, gaslight, demean, you know, what that person is talking about. Just sit back, listen um, and be empathetic, you know, about the other person's feelings so those are just a little of i think some of the things that i think makes a relationship a healthy a healthy one no i agree therapy you know, y'all therapy 100 percent <laughs> therapy because a lot of people don't deal with childhood trauma and this no. is where everything stems from is the childhood oh trauma yes so in we all have it I some know. form of trauma that we that we don't deal with and a lot of our insecurities we reflect on other people. Of course. And, and that's not fair. I'm guilty of it as well. Oh, yeah. Me too. I was just telling you. When I was you digging in my closet, I'm like, I didn't know if I could handle it. It was tough. I cried. It, I had my nights as a man. And that's the thing. I was just talking um, to Sierra in the car about shedding dead skin or dead weight. And we were saying it's, it's uncomfortable. It's not. Healing is not. <sighs> 
cookies and candy and <laughs> sprinkles <laughs> and magic. Like healing is hard and that's why a lot of people don't want to do it because it's challenging. But I feel like towards the end of the tunnel, there is that light, you know what I mean? And you will find, in my opinion, truer connections that way and beautiful relationships um, when you're working through your childhood traumas. So, Tia, let me ask you a question. Oh God. <laughs> with, with the way that he says that, he's like, Tia, let me ask you a question. That, that you was... get all like deep. I'm like, oh gosh, what are we gonna talk about? <laughs> okay. What is something within the last year, okay. a trauma that you worked on? Ooh, hope. <laughs> to get to where you are now as a woman. People pleasing. Okay. So I have learned that um, I have learned that I have the, and this is also what I think is healthy in a relationship, is when you when you learn about yourself and uh, the sort of attachments that you have, mm. you know? So I've learned that I have the anxiety kind of attachment. And the reason why I have that is because at times I felt abandoned as a child. So I will get into the kind of like people-pleasing um, mentality of trying to have someone, um, I feel like I have to earn their love or their attention so it's not about saying no oh god i can't say no you know what i mean it's like yes yes sure totally um and i've realized that i've in my 40 years of living on this earth i'm older than 40 by the way but you know um i've become so depleted and i've lost sight of really self because i am trying to please everyone and not really look and dive deep inside what is it that Tia Mori really needs and loves and wants and desires um so that's what I've I've been working through with with my therapist is just trying to move away from that anxious attachment I think that's what it's called um because that's not fair to um, your partner to put that, you know, on them, um, you know, space is, is, is important and you have to learn to have some sort of trust. Um, and so, yeah, that's what I'm working on. I love that. That's great. <laughs> and I, yeah. I believe that's true. And being your authentic self. Yes. Because it's so, you want to please other people and yeah. It's like you, there's something you want to do. You don't want to see people upset with you or angry. No. And I realized when you exert too much of yourself and you and you be like this person that you're not truly, yeah. it's so exhausting. It By the is. time you go home at the end of the day, I'm like, man, I, yep. I don't even want to go do, be around people tomorrow. Exactly. You become like this introvert. Exactly. Yeah. So I've really been working on that. I've been saying no there we as go. of late. I can't tell you how many things I have turned down. I have never in my career ever turned down things but the last year i was like no it's just not aligned that's the word <laughs> <laughs> it's just not aligned with where i am how i'm feeling right now i just don't i'm feeling overwhelmed or this makes me feel this certain way and so i'm gonna say no and i've been pr uh, practice makes perfect and i've been practicing practicing that and then i've been finding that i have more joy 
You know what I mean? And like more peace. Um, and I don't want to get off topic. No, yeah. But with the strike going on. Oh, God. <laughs> I mean, what? Yeah. what is it like for, for actors? Because <sighs> are they, are they trying to that. steal your identity? <laughs> well, that's one, one um, component to what the actors are fighting for is that, you know, that they cannot use your, what do you call it? Like, like, like likeness um and then you not get some sort of compensation about it or mm. you know for it now are these in previous contracts or are the contracts they're trying to create now i think these are you know what to be honest with you i'm not gonna i, I can't speak on that i'm not 100 okay. percent sure um but you know among other things what we're what we're fighting for but it's 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 been challenging yeah. you know and that's when you just have to have faith and i literally told myself I'm bowing out. You know how when somebody does their little bowing, bowing out gracefully. At gracefully at the end of a show or play, yeah. I was like, I'm bowing out for the end uh, for this entire year because I just don't think that um, we'll be actors will be working on sets this year. And so I'm self-love. I'm really diving into that. And I am traveling. I just got back from the South of France with some girlfriends um, I'm going to Spain at the end of this month with another girlfriend. I'm going to Thailand. You're living your best yes, life. Yes, living my best life with my kids there we in go. December. Um, and just, you know, mm, loving on me. I love that. <laughs> it's just a matter of time before they have a, a Chris G.Q. Perry AI and they're just <laughs> talking all this relationship stuff. Oh, God. And they're flipping it up on me. Yeah, I hope not. It's so funny. I already mm -hmm. see that. Like, I'll be online and I'll see somebody that just, like, stole. It's like be like an AI character. And they just stole everything that I said and made it their own. Yeah. It's creepy, it man. It is very creepy. And they can um, use your voice uh, for a character or whatever. Like, it's crazy what they can do. And then some of the songs... I've, they had a Drake song, right? Uh huh. I've heard that a weekend, the weekend, I guess. I don't know how true this is. Didn't did Drake like sign his AI, like a contract for his AI character? That I have no idea. I don't know if that's true, but I heard it's... that like people are like already getting ready and prepared to have their oh. AI characters perform across the world, and they'd get a percentage Oof, of the payments. Jeez, that's just crazy. To me, I know. Like where hopefully, we're at in the world. hopefully everything works out. For the good, um, but it's been it's been challenging. I'm, I, I will say that it's been challenging. I can't. There are certain things that I can't do. Right. You know, I could do this, <laughs> so, <laughs> which is amazing. <laughs> so yeah. So we're going to bring it back to, okay, to the relationship to the, got stuff. It. And okay. speaking of self love okay. and confidence, yes, it's clear that you exude self love and confidence. How do you practice self care and nurture your own well being? while having such a busy schedule, even though the bit, the schedule has calmed down a bit. Yes. But you're still busy. Yeah. Um, you know, I, first of all, I think it's just really important to uh, prioritize you taking care of yourself. Because if you don't, it's just not going to happen, especially being a mother um, and being in this industry. I think if you really tell yourself how important um, um resetting um is i think it's easier for you to prioritize it so the things that i do and what i have been doing is um i've created a routine for myself i wake up every morning and i meditate mm. and i meditate for 30 minutes and i have seen and felt so many benefits from meditation it is so unbelievable 
Um, but I say that why it's so incredible is because I'm able to hear my inner thoughts. When, you know, I'm out and about and doing whatever I'm doing, there's so many things that are influencing your next move or, you know, what you're thinking and things are just moving so fast. Mm -hmm. But when you actually just sit down and be still and listen to your own thoughts, you're able to tap into who you are, what you want, um, what makes you happy, and just even calming down the nervous system. Um, there's a scientific approach that I really love about meditation, and they're even starting to add it and incorporate it to um, uh, patients in hospitals who are sick with cancer. Because when you get into a certain meditative state, your brain waves, your body starts to heal. And so I, I, I love that uh, component. That's very true. Right? Mm -hmm. And then I journal. So I'm all about journaling. And, and I just started doing this like recently for like maybe a few months ago of just being really, really consistent with journaling. And again, I feel like you learn more about your inner thoughts. You tap into who you are. And it's amazing how you start to manifest things when you journal because you're just throwing out all of your thoughts and what you want and, and all of that. And then I do reading. Um, I'm reading, you know, Closer to Love by Vex King. I um, just finished reading a book called Lighter by Young Pueblo, which is all about trauma, childhood trauma, and working through those traumas, letting go of the past so that you can be present to build the better future and a community. Um, so that was, you know, incredible. But that's awesome. Yeah, so that's, that's what I've been doing recently um, and staying consistent with it. I mean, I wake up early in the morning. Like around six thirty. I don't know if that's early for some of y'all, but oh, that's early for okay, me. Okay, okay, <laughs> a little so, bit. <laughs> yeah, six thirty before my kids are up, so that I can get my me time in. That's yeah. really awesome. Mm -hmm. And you you spoke on like meditation, very important. I think that meditation yeah. and and dealing with those relaxing because mm -hmm. i have add i don't know if you do too i'm all over the place oh uh, you know what i feel like don't i joke and say i feel like i i i say i have I, adult ADD. i think that's or, why we're so klutzy because we, yeah we, like we're always like yeah, on the go moving around i think i mean i i'm diagnosing myself right. but um yeah i need to i need to calm my nervous system amen so <laughs> like calm zen hum. it's really everything that you shared and throughout your journey and the things that you've you've been through yes. to still exude self-love mm -hmm. and still put yourself first mm -hmm. and work on yourself is truly inspiring Aww, and that's really why i wanted to have you on the show Aww, thank you because there's so many men and women struggling whether it be toxic relationships yeah. bad relationships and when they see a woman that's so 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 strong and so so confident in the journey and just but still putting out positive messages you're touching a lot of souls and that's that's the goal with this podcast is, is to bring light on that yeah i mean you know i feel like i am called on this earth my purpose is to inspire and to encourage people um women in particular um i feel like we we just go through a lot. So much is expected of us and what we go through. Um, and also, as I'm inspiring and encouraging people, I'm also uplifting myself. Meaning, I it's like I'm speaking to myself as well. Um, 
and you know it's it's what you know it's it's what calls me to also you know being there for my children and being an example for them but what gets me out of bed and putting my two feet on the ground even when I'm tired overwhelmed stressed sad whatever is what keeps me going is you know to just be an example and to to inspire you know people it's what gives me purpose in life i love that so yeah <laughs> keep being amazing i'm gonna Aww. i'm gonna keep following your journey Aww, and I, I truly wish the best but we're not done yet okay because <laughs> we, we gotta go into the hot seat i'm gonna ask you some questions oh, Lord, okay <laughs> let's do this now my hot seat questions are just gonna be very fun questions oh, okay 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 just you know i did a little research and i want to okay. ask you these questions but you just answer them to the best of your ability okay sure let's all right so what's a dream role you haven't had the chance to play yet but would absolutely love to Ooh. A dream role that I haven't played yet that I would absolutely love to. So the roles that I tend to take on, I feel like always come from my personal experiences. So when I was on Instant Mom, which was a show on Nickelodeon, mm -hmm. I had just become an instant mom to my son, Cree. He was only like, he was a little under one. When I played Girl Melanie on the game, I felt like I was very connected to that character because it was all about supporting her boyfriend. And that was me during that moment. And that time it was like all about my boyfriend. So I feel like the next role that I would love to play is kind of like that eat, pray, love situation. Like, I feel like that's where I am in my life right now is a girl that is just, or a woman, um, that um, has let go um, or leaving one chapter and moving into another chapter and just in this kind of like self-discovery, like this second um, phase of my life uh, is is going to be incredible and amazing. But it's all about just kind of exploring and, you know, exploration and self-discovery and traveling the world. And I feel like that is where I am right now. Like, I'm getting <laughs> on planes and I'm gone. I'm like, peace out, you know? And I feel like it's, I've never done that before. Never done that before. The I was the first time I've ever flown. Really? So this yes. is this is like a this is a first time experience. Oh yeah, enjoying is, life like this. Yes, this is all new. So I want to, I would love to play a character where she's traveling around the world and she's trying and eating all of these different foods and flavors, and then she's learning how to cook them, and then she finds the love of her life. <laughs> we just might as well do a documentary. You just got to follow you around. <laughs> I know, right? So maybe that, that character. I love that. Yeah. <laughs> What's the most unexpected hobby or skill that you've picked up in the last year? Ooh, unexpected hobby or skill? I think the hobby would be reading. <laughs> I know that sounds terrible. Are you terrible. audible or are you reading it? Are no, you, I'm reading it. Are you reading it? I literally am the type, I'll put on my freaking glasses because I can't see for you know what. <laughs> and I will get up under my covers and I love to fill the pages and to turn the pages and see how much left that I have to read, you know, to before the next chapter is over. I love reading and I've, I've read before, but I'm used to just reading like scripts or any, of course in school and college. So right. when I was done with that, Stuff I was you like, don't read. I'm like, I am not picking up a book again. This is way too much. Reading is great. Kids continue to read. And then, oh, sorry. And then also just journaling and writing. So I like journal and I am um, in Spain. That's basically what I'm doing. I'm taking, I'm going to, uh, on a wellness retreat and I'm learning how to, it's basically a writer's retreat. 
and I'm going to learn how to be more creative and learn how to express myself in 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 that way. So yeah. That's that's super mm-hmm. dope. Mm-hmm. I love that. Thank you. What was one of the funniest moments that you had on set? Something that most people do not know about. Ooh, the funniest moments? We, we got to dig deep. We, we want to know about that side of Tia, the actor side. So usually when I'm like cracking up, uh, like that I can't like stop, it's is if there was some sort of blooper. Like a blooper is like, for those of you that don't know, is like when you're acting and you mess up and like you flub a line i had a ton of moments oh my just, god just, yeah because you're a laughing person like oh, yeah. every interview yeah. i watch you're always laughing uh, and giggling I, life is life is beautiful, short it's short and you gotta i choose to be this way you know and we also know that you're a great cook too so that's oh, one of yeah. my next questions i know how to throw it I, I can't cook <laughs> I, I got chicken and rice that's what i'm cooking Brit- Brittany does all the cooking in my house Aww. but um that's yeah. dope. Maybe we can yeah. do like a cooking episode. One oh time. yeah! Oh my gosh, that'd be so cool to have him on Quick Fix. <gasps> Let's do Would it. Would you do Tia Mori's Quick Fix? What do you mean? Oh of course. my gosh, that'd be so cool. And then you can even bring your girl too. That's, so I can yeah. teach. I can maybe do like a a date night yes. uh, meal or something like that. That'd Let's, be really cool. That'd be so fun. And teach you how to do it, and then you surprise her, and then she and then tastes go, it. Mm. Yeah. That's you, a good episode. Oh, so you give, yeah. You you doing the brownie <laughs> Look, points? She's writing it down me. already. Yep. You got that, here? Okay, cool. What's your definition of comfort food? What's comfort food for Tia? Hmm. You can be honest. Yeah. <laughs> comfort food. You know what? I'm going to say pasta. I love pasta. Pasta is just, I don't know what it is about. It's just, it's comfort food. It's like, it's, I love it. And uh, pizza. I love pizza. Literally, when I was in France, they like made, um, a pizza maybe a little smaller than this yeah yeah definitely smaller than that but like your own sized pizza where you could just put whatever toppings you wanted on it right and when i say there were many exhales like this is so (laughs) good um i love food and then red velvet cupcakes are just it's just oh my god red velvet cupcakes red velvet cupcakes that's your favorite dessert oh yeah it is I don't uh, think I've, I've never had a red velvet cupcake. No, no, I, I swear out, I've never brother. had one. You missing out? I need to try one of those. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yes. Sierra just looked at me like I was crazy. Like we well, yeah. have a red velvet cupcake. Red, what are you yeah, talking about? Bomb. I just so go good. to cheesecake is my dessert. Okay, well, I need you some know cheesecake. What it, it's kind of like the the frosting is. It tastes a little bit uh, very like, similar. Very similar. It's like dense and you know it's it's like I would say a little bit like cheesecake. The frosting, and then the the cupcake is just oh God, so good. But Okay. Mm-hmm. Those are my high seat questions, but I do. Oh, okay. Something just came to mind, and I feel like this is very important. Okay, sure. Because people watching right now obviously watch me for relationship stuff, and they watch you for many reasons. But I want to ask you this: okay. What advice would you give to a woman who's struggling in a relationship, and she's she's struggling in a relationship that she knows she needs to get out of? Okay. She doesn't know how. What words of encouragement could you potentially give to her? Yeah, um, I think what I would say to her is, number one, um, focus on self-love, meaning really look deep into yourself and really get to know yourself, understand yourself. Um, And a lot of that happens in some sort of isolation, whether that is the meditation, the journaling, 
um, and just spending time with yourself. And the reason why I say that is because many of times I feel like the reason why a lot of women don't have um, the courage to get out of a toxic relationship is because they don't love themselves. They love that person more than they love themselves. When you love, truly, truly love yourself, you start to understand self-worth, self-value, and what it is that you deserve. And when you are so disconnected from yourself, it is very hard for you to look at yourself as if you're deserving of something better. But when you um, really go on this journey of true self-love um, and tapping into you and only you, you'll start to get the courage and and the the the, the strength to do what it is that you that you need to do. So that would be my advice. Wow. Yeah. Powerful. Mm -hmm. So many mm -hmm. women ask me that question in my inbox. How do I uh, leave this relationship? Mm -hmm. And you just like gave them yeah. those words and, and mm -hmm. that's gonna really resonate with a lot of people. Oh I'm happy if I could do that and help, you know? It's it was a pleasure uh, yes, having you yes. on here, Tia. I you, could talk to you forever. Yeah, <laughs> you, we we just we're just vibing, and it's yeah. re it's really cool that that you decided to be on my podcast and and join this Chris G. Q. Perry TV podcast journey with me. And you're my first big guest, Aww. and I'm just, I'm I'm just very very thankful. Yeah. So, is there any advice or message you'd like to share? with your listeners before, oh, okay. before we um, wrap this up. First of all, follow Chris, y'all. <laughs> you hear that? <laughs> no. That's my credits right um, there. <laughs> no, I mean, I will say this. I have found that when you live your authentic life, meaning when you really tap into who you are as a person, I truly feel that magic happens. And what I mean by that is you really start to it's almost like a beacon of light starts to, um, you start to attract people that you have true connections with. Um, so, you know, my advice would be, you know, never be afraid to be you. Never be afraid to be yourself and stand firm in being who you are. It's not going to be easy. There are going to be people that won't like you, you know, because you're no longer people pleasing. And, you know, um, it, it can become a little bit of a lonely, ro lonelier road, but not always, because what's going to happen is you're going to start attracting a tribe that truly loves you, truly supports you, truly connects with you. And then you have this beautiful community. Um, so I would say that never be afraid to just be you and live your life because life is short it really is just live yo y-o live yo life. you guys heard it from tia live your life yes yeah that's gonna be a slogan you might have yeah. put that on a t-shirt yeah. <laughs> thank you so much tia thank for joining you. me today Aww, and let me know when you're ready for the cooking show because okay. i'm coming oh yeah it's, it's, I'm sure it's, Brittany's it's, gonna be excited. I'm learning how to cook a little yes, something. Yes, so. it's is on, and you just tell me what you you tell me what you want to make and what her favorite thing to eat is, and we'll figure it out. All right. Yeah. I appreciate you. Mm -hmm. Till oh, next time. I appreciate you. Yay! All right. Yay! Hi, Mike. <laughs>